This week, we're just going to talk about news and what we're excited about that's coming up. So stay tuned for more after the intro. everybody and welcome to crossfire faith and gaming podcast yes that is the name of the podcast david forgot in the intro it is our 40th episode we've only been doing this you know 40 different times but hey we're all new to this uh i'm one of your hosts russ dornish uh obviously alongside my co-host the reverend david petty who is battling ailments of all sorts of magical and mysterious uh feats so he's gonna be a little quiet today but joining me as well who uh, filled in for me last week wonderfully is our other man uh brian thanks i'm doing my best <laughs> we we all do our best i mean it's you know podcasting is a very simple thing i think in in the grand scheme of things but yeah, uh if i chime in this week i'm gonna be here with the the low tones the sweet sweet low tones of a sinus infection so that's what's going on with me um, David, you should just totally be chiming in as just like, you know, you're very white for this week. Okay. We're going to get the ASMR crowd. We're going to get the, the people who just like the deep voices crowd. We got it all. We got it all guys. Um, okay. Well for today, it's going to be a shorter podcast. We're just getting something out there for you guys. So we're going to look at a few, a bit of news, have a really small topic, uh, which we're going to look at some of the upcoming games that we're most excited for and why, and maybe why you should check them out. And uh, other than that, let's jump into the news. Um, and I am going to share one of our first ones, which was obviously we had Gamescom, which had a ton of games announcements. But the biggest announcement that I think came from that is Dead Island 2. Yes, Dead Island 2, the game with the greatest trailer of all time eight years ago is finally coming out and it's coming out next year. Uh, Brian, we chatted about this. You have seen that trailer. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, can you believe it's finally coming out and that it's also been eight years since that trailer was shown to the world? It's crazy how fast time passes, right? And uh, there's it's it's been so long that we've seen parodies of that trailer, notably Goat Simulator, uh, which you. which was classic, right? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. I I think we did. I, David, did we do a live react of that when it came up? And I even was like. Oh my gosh, Dead Island 2's back. It looks different. What's going on? And then bam, the goat comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I think we so. did we did talk about that. Uh cuz that was you said it came out in 2014 was the trailer. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of in my hiatus and having uh young children around the house and not gaming much at all. So, uh definitely something I missed, but you mentioned it and, and we talked about Goat Simulator 3. Uh we talked about it again last week with the all the naming of different goats and things. I'm just going to stop talking now. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know, we tie it all back together. Like, it's interesting how that happens. You know, the meta of it, you know, Goat Simulator last week, Dead Island 2 is back now. So, hey, there we go. Um, another thing that came out of Gamescom this week, we did get a bunch of trailers for games that are already coming up and coming out, which may show up on our upcoming games list here in a little bit. Uh, but that included Gotham Knights, which also got its release pushed up by two days. You don't see that happen very often uh, to October 21st. Uh, we also got a new trailer for Hogwarts Legacy, which, of course, if you're a Hogwarts and Harry Potter fan, like, come on. Why wouldn't you love that? And then my one of my big ones that Dave, I showed him and said he will not be playing is the Callisto Protocol, 
which is a very violent horror genre game made by the people who made Dead Space. Uh, not sure if either of you have at all tried Dead Space. Brian, you ever seen or played Dead Space? I've seen Dead Space. I haven't played it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not too much for horror games, but uh, it, it definitely has a reputation for sure. Uh, I think I, the biggest I part of played it. Uh, nor do I intend to. I'm not a huge fan of horror games. In fact, it, <laughs> probably if I had known the extent that The Last of Us went into kind of the horror genre, I may not have played it. But but even that, I would say The Last of Us is like as far as I'll go with like games that have horror, but still a ton of heart and character development and story. You know, and and like Half Life, Alex. There's a lot of horror elements, but it's not raw, all horror all the time. The last bit of news here um, from the Gamescom that I just want to highlight, there's a bunch more, so make sure you guys check out all of the different announcements and things on your own here, but uh, the PlayStation announced their new Pro Controller. We've got the DualSense Edge, which is going to come with removable thumbsticks, back buttons, all the wonderful things that people love about their Pro Controllers, whether it's the Xbox Elite Controller or the previous um, Scuff PlayStation Controller. Um... I don't have any use for a pro controller. Uh, it's mostly for like online gamers. I mean, Brian, I'm surprised you you're not into pro controllers, like being a, you know, rocket league and, and those type of games. Like you ever thought about getting a pro controller thought about it, but the price is just, uh, you know, difficult to overcome. It's, it's hard to justify for me, a controller that expensive when I'm just a very average rocket league player. <laughs> Yeah, and I bought the the Xbox Elite controller a while back um, because I wanted, you know, I wanted the best of the best. And I realized I really didn't didn't take advantage of the things that were, you know, customizable about it. And and it felt nice in my hands, but, you know, I kept having to think like, okay, this is $170 or $180 or whatever it was. And uh, I apologize if anybody's hearing like little dings and dongs going off. There's uh, notifications keep popping up on my computer here. But, um but yeah, I, I love the way it felt in my hands, but I have to ask myself, like, do I want this or like, would I rather have three controllers? Cause it's, it's really like three times the price of a single controller and it functions the same way. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't, doesn't massage your back or, you know, it doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> it doesn't so slice and dice. Nope. Come on. It doesn't even chop. Oh, not even the <laughs> chop feature. Um, up next, uh, just a quick little update story for those of you that are fans of the series, but uh, there has been a confirmation that Mafia, the next Mafia game is coming out. They have not confirmed that it'll be Mafia 4, even though we just got Mafia 3, uh, but it will take a while. So if you're a Mafia fan, look forward to that. There wasn't much info besides just the announcement uh, on that. And then uh, some big movie news. I mean, can we just talk about the fact that video game movies are like, all of a sudden now the rage like PlayStation makes their own studio. Uh, they're coming out with a bunch of movies and TV shows and all that. And now we are getting a high budget rated R Bioshock movie on Netflix, which I cannot think of a series that I think would be the easier to transition over into into to TV or, or movie than Bioshock. What are your guys' thoughts on the potential of a Bioshock movie? Yeah, I, we talked about the Last of Us, you know, television show that's coming last week and how excited we are because of the material and, you know, the rich source 
uh, to draw from that that is. And I think Bioshock is much the same, right? Like that, that's a great place to start from to make a movie or TV show. Well, and I think that uh, I'm actually going to play off an article that I just pulled up on IGN. Uh, the article is written by uh, Jesse Sheedin. Uh, Jesse Shadeen probably said that wrong, but it's an opinion article. It says Netflix's Bioshock movie should be a prequel and not an adaptation. I actually agree with that sentiment uh, because if you've played the Bioshock game, you're thrown into this world that's already very well kind of past its its development process. So I think, you know, if they're going to make a, a movie what better way than to give a prequel that's kind of before even the games take place just to introduce that whole world, wet everybody's appetite, huh, pun, wet everybody's appetite, <laughs> um, you know, because it takes place underwater. And and then say, okay, well, now that you like that, now let's bring it into the stories that you know and love, um, but introduce something new I think would be, would be great. And there's so much content there uh, and such a deep story, so... Yeah, and, and and you know, I I I sadly say this with my gamer card, but I just finished BioShock for the first time fully through 7 months ago. I platinumed it. I am BioShocked at that, Russ. Oh, here we go. So Dave's just going to so, be giving puns so today. Wait, you've just just finished BioShock 1, the first one? Yeah, yeah, the first one. Have I played, played the other ones, but two? I haven't finished them all. I haven't finished them all. So you played 2 no. while playing 1? Uh, no, I played one, but I didn't finish the game. Okay. Okay. Like I played through half of one. I played, remember I have a problem. I have an ADHD problem when it comes to games, you know, I get into a game and if I'm not, if I don't finish it quick enough, I get bored and I move on and saying, we could do a whole podcast just on Bioshock infinite. Uh, we should someday cause the religious themes in there. Oh my gosh. So much to talk about. I'm, I'm going to stop, but yeah, you're, you're good. that's excellent that you finished that. So. Yes. No. And, and that's why I was like, when I, when I heard this, I was like, I would love, like, this is a, this is definitely a show material. I even do a hybrid of like, you know, do a little backstory. I also think, I mean, if you did the Bioshock one, I think it would still be successful and then maybe go back and do a prequel. Once people are very interested in the world and kind of the mystery behind everything, because I think that's what makes Bioshock one. So great is the mystery of not knowing what happened? Why is this place here? What is going on? Because you're like the character in the game where you just have no idea what is happening. And the twists and turns in that game is just insane. Insane. So. Um, quickly. Well, oh, what? Brian, what do you I was got? just going to say no, no gamer shame for finishing games late, man. I mean, right, Dave. How's Jedi Fallen Order? I finished it. I rolled oh, credits. Oh, finally. Let's yes. all. Okay, here we go. Golf clap for David. Yeah. Golf clap for David. Um, Brian, you've got some uh, news that's kind of in your realm and corner of the gaming space. What What do you got for us? Yeah, we talked last week about the uh, VR2 for, for the uh, PlayStation. And uh, almost right after we released that podcast, the, uh, the Meta Quest news dropped. So Mark Zuckerberg went on, I believe, Joe Rogan's podcast and of course, basically of course. dropped some news surreptitiously that we're going to see a new Quest headset. Uh, rumor going around, I don't know if this has been confirmed, but uh, it's going to be called the Quest Pro. Um, and looks like it's going to be available in October. So I'm going to throw it to David because I think he's our resident VR guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've been very excited about VR. I've talked on the podcast a lot. I think it's the VR is in a current state of proof of concept that, you know, if this is where VR starts, just imagine where it could go. Um, you know, imagine if it's got better resolution, if it's got a higher refresh rate, if it's got a longer battery life, if the headsets get smaller, all those kind of things. So currently what I understand, uh, about what we know, uh, about the project Cambria uh, slash MetaQuest Pro, uh, is that it's likely going to be much more expensive than the MetaQuest 2 that we've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, some people, even here on Tom's Guide, it says that they project could have a $1,500 price tag. The other thing, as I understand it, is that some of their next-gen headsets are more aimed at business and mm-hmm. uh, commercial applications. You know, we kind of talked about uh, you know, imagine if a surgeon could throw on a MetaQuest Pro headset and do a surgery where he's able to or she's able to actually like get into the surgery much more uh, immersively. Um, so we'll see. You know, I don't know that I'm going to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a no. on a uh, VR headset, which was actually the thing that kept me out of VR for so long. Uh, from the first time that I tried a friend's HTC Vive, and I thought that's amazing, but it's a thousand bucks, and I can't justify it. So. Uh, I do think it'll be interesting to see uh, right now. It says that the confirmation is that MetaQuest's uh, next headset is going to arrive in October, which I think is Uh-oh. redonkulous because we have not seen any news about it just yet. Like I, I would think an announcement now that then could announce that it's coming in October. Um, but so far we have not seen official announcements, just weird leaks and things like that. So um Yeah. What do you think, Russ? Um, I agree. I would say that uh, this is definitely going to be commercial grade. I think if you think about it, I mean, businesses have a lot more money to invest in technology that can help them do things like trainings, you know, uh, virtual meetings, things that companies are moving towards. A $1,500 headset is a lot cheaper than constant plane tickets for employees going to meetings and things like that. So definitely that. I think um, universities and schools could really invest in it. Like you said, it'd be great for medical schools around the country to be able to use that as a tool um, to get training and residency stuff and all that. So I definitely think that I th- their goal is going to be more of a commercial focus. And then the rumored MetaQuest 3 uh, potentially coming out next year, that's going to be your retail in-house version of a headset. So uh, I definitely am going to see what, what happens in the next, you know, two months before the release. But my assumption is it's going to be very commercial focused, especially with the fact that they haven't really announced anything yet. And it's only two months away. I mean, you would think with a retail thing, they would be really ramping up the announcements ahead of it um, and getting that out there, uh, especially as we get into the holiday seasons. So my guess is, again, they're not going to be targeting, you know, families and retail and, and at home purchases. It's going to be for those people that have to have the latest and greatest and then commercial. Yeah. I um, do think that um, one other quick note, I'm, I'm pulling up a graphic here on the screen, uh, what it is supposedly going to look like. And uh, this graphic shows, uh, you know, the kind of thin headset design. And the other thing is that it's, um, you know, this is supposedly then going to be mixed reality as well that it it should have the ability to do augmented reality as well as just full VR. So it might even be a totally different product than anything they've ever had. So just want to throw that yeah. out there. Definitely. Yeah, that, um, oh, go that ahead, would Brian. be a major development if it really did AR as well as VR. Um, that, that would be significant um, 
you know, improvement, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'll be very interested to see see the price tag. I mean, honestly, the price tag is going to be the craziest part to this. Um, and then we'll really know who it was made for. So, you know, keep keep an eye out, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, we'll probably eventually talk about it uh, here in the coming months. Uh, so, uh, real quick, let's uh, move on to the last little bit of piece of news before we get kind of into our topic of the show. Uh, the Last of Us Part 1 trophy. Yes, uh, the Last of Us Part 1 trophy uh, list was leaked, uh, which for those of you that don't remember, I am a big trophy person here. Uh, I am the resident trophy slash achievement person, how and many, I just care about that. How many trophies do you have, Russ? How many? Uh, 80, 82. Thank you very there much. You I'm very proud of my 82 tro- uh, platinum trophies. Uh, and I will be happy to finally complete my Naughty Dog trifecta because I did not get the Last of Us uh, remastered platinum. I only had the multiplayer trophies left. But the new list, no multiplayer and no difficulty trophies. So you can get the platinum in one playthrough on easy. That's how it works. So beautiful. Super easy game. Mind you, you also have to beat uh, the Left Behind DLC, which, by the way, I have not played Left Behind. I have not. David, did, did you ever did play not. Left Behind? I did not play it. No. Whew. I've heard so much about it. I've heard so much about it. And Brian. They are they are developing The Last of Us Part One for PC, so there is the chance that you can play it on your PC. Yeah, and I mean for you guys, it sounds like there's opportunity to play DLC that you haven't played, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is exciting. They're, they're packaging that with the the new game. Yeah, well, we'll have many more on The Last of Us as we keep. Uh, you know, talking about these last several months leading up to what will probably be an episode that we just discussed the last of us all in its entirety and all the themes and things that we can relate as Christians. Um, because you know, that's what we do. That's what we do for fun. Um, so let me introduce the topic of the show and I will turn it over to Brian first and then David. So, uh, we're doing a shorter podcast. We're trying to figure out, you know, what we're talking about. And we thought, let's take a look at games coming up in the next six to 12 months that we know about that you are most interested in and why. So let's throw it over to Brian first. Brian, what game are you most interested coming out in the next year and why? Yeah, for me, it's right around the corner. It's Splatoon 3 because... My son is super fired up about this game. He's got it on pre-order. So I think we're going to play a ton of Splatoon 3. Uh, He and I actually went on a retreat together. So he was super bummed to have missed the uh, Splatfest, you know, the the preview event for Splatoon 3. But um, man, we're definitely excited for this as a family to get to, uh, to play it. Yeah, that is uh that is always an exciting thing when we can look forward to games that we can play as a family. Uh and you know, Splatoon, I've definitely heard some great stories of uh families kind of coming together and getting to play that one. So that is a good choice, Brian. Yeah, my Very son good. is gonna totally wipe the floor with me in this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the answer we always have because us old people always get the floor wiped with them youngins. Uh <laughs> David, what what did uh, what what are you looking forward to, and why do you think you're looking forward to it? 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to two games coming up. I think for me personally, it's probably God of War Ragnarok. Um, mm-hmm. Loved the, the God of War PlayStation 4 game. Um, the world, the graphics, the story, just everything. Just beautiful, amazing game. Um, you know, also excited to see where they go with God of War Ragnarok. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, Play, Watch, Listen, uh, which has uh, Alana... Uh, Pierce, is that right? Is that her name? Yep. Uh, yep. Well, she's moved from being a reporter for IGN to now she's a writer for God of War uh, for Santa Monica Studios. So she's actually been writing on the game. So she talks about it throughout the podcast all the time. Um, so I'm just excited to see where they go with the story to continue on kind of the old story and bring us some new stuff. Uh, that's me personally. And then I would say for a family game, uh, I'm looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. Um, whenever that comes out, uh, just cause I think it'll be a fun world to be in. And it looks like, uh, it's, you know, hopefully will be nice, but you know, it's been updated and delayed and updated and delayed. And now I think it's coming out February 23. So whenever that gets here, we'll see. Uh, those are my games. What about you, Russ? Are you looking forward to any games? Uh, yeah. Uh, first one would definitely be God of War Radnorok. Um, the original God of War, man, that game when it came out, I was so enthralled with it. Um, the gameplay is just ridiculous. The I remember reading previews again, I'd be excited to play it, but not knowing what to expect and reading previews of the original one and seeing and hearing people say that throwing the axe in the game was like the greatest feeling in video game history because of how real it made it feel. And I'm like, how does that even happen in a game? soon as you start up the game and you throw the axe for the first time you're like okay i get what they were talking about like that is satisfying um so i'm excited to see what they do with it going from here the story what new gameplay feet you know feats they put in um what kind of twists and turns to both the story and kind of secrets that they have you know they had again spoilers but it's been long enough right it's been long enough for god of war you think dave uh, mm, i don't know I, I wouldn't spoil it if i were you um, a certain weapon in the game is kind of a fun Easter egg surprise that you don't know about leading into the game. Um, and that kind of made it really cool. So I'm hoping we get more of things like that. Uh, the other game that I'm really excited about, which we just talked about a little bit with Dave being very scared to play it is, uh, the Callisto protocol. Uh, I've been watching that game come up. I, I never finished the dead space games. Another time of Russ and his ADHD of switching games. Uh, but the game, the atmosphere, um, the big thing is the physics, uh, because the way that you're supposed to defeat the monsters in dead space is you kind of, um, remove limbs off their body. And it was kind of cool how you did that with like a laser gun. Um, and so it looks like the creators of dead space who are working on Callisto are doing things with physics and fun things like that. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to play it. And it comes out in December. So we got two big games coming this fall. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of just a real quick on what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Brian, you have anything else you want to add about games you're looking forward to or anything else going on? I don't. No? That was for me. I do want to okay. say, just really quick, back to your God of War uh, thoughts. Yes. I'm really excited to see what they do with the new haptics in the new controller. Ooh. Because I think that makes a huge difference. You know, I didn't even realize it going back and playing some of the games that I, you know, I hadn't been playing in a while. Um, you know, picking up Miles Morales, just those little details of, of you know, the electricity feel or the jump feel. You know, the little haptics and the and the button press 
resistance. So I think there's a lot they could do in God of War that will be interesting and unique to the PS5 experience. So I'm excited to see that. Um, so yeah, that's that's my last piece to add because I wanted to agree with you on the the God of War stuff. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Whenever I grab my Xbox controller, I mean, nothing against Xbox, but I feel like I'm missing something now because I'm so used to the PlayStation controller and the haptic feedback and all of that that it provides. And I think Xbox really did miss an opportunity there. I'm sure the next one will have, you know, all the same bells and whistles on the controllers, but uh, definitely a miscue by Xbox on not really going after the controller uh, and working on that. But yeah, I'm even super excited that they didn't come out with any sort of like, you know, a year after releasing the, uh, series X to be like, Oh, by the way, and here's our new controller. That's you know going to be updated. And, and yeah, we're totally doing cool things with our controllers. Instead. They just like, nah, we're just going to stick with the classic, you know, we're out. <laughs> I was surprised by that. So I don't know if they're going to, if they've got something up their sleeves for haptics or any of that kind of stuff in the future, or if they're, or if they're taking the classic, uh, one and done approach to, you know, just, just sticking with the, what people know. Yeah. So, well, that being said, um, I think that's all we've got for the show today. Uh, I want to close out just with a quick uh, thank you for listening, for everybody who uh, is listening right now, for everybody who might listen in the future, uh, and to let you know that in addition to just creating the news, we are actually a community. The reason we create this news podcast is to invite people to the community. Uh, so we've got a Discord community that you can go to discord.crossfirecast.com and you can join there. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we've got a TikTok where we announce everything that we're doing. And sometimes we stream on Twitch. Uh, I believe Russ is streaming on Twitch next week as I'll be out of town. Uh, so there's lots of different ways to engage with this community. And the whole idea is that we create a community that is uplifting, a community that is life-giving, a community centered around uh, people of faith who, uh, kind of, you know, strengthen one another in our bonds and our connections. And so I just want to say thank you for being a part of this community. A huge shout out to some of our Patreon supporters and especially Lonnie White, who is our uh, silver level Patreon supporter. If you want to support us on Patreon and hear more podcasts like this, click on over to patreon.com slash shoot. Normally it's right here on the screen and I don't have it up and I'm going to have to edit this part out because. Or, or Dave, because what, what is the. Just, just send them to our website, patreon.com you know, where they can find everything church for gamers. That's right. Patreon.com slash church for gamers. Maybe I won't edit it out, but, uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash church for gamers. Hopefully very easy. That is F O R gamers, not the number for church for gamers at Patreon. You too could support us for as little as $3 a month, uh, helps us sustain the ministry we've got going on. So with that being said, any last thoughts from, uh, Russ or Brian? All no, right. just really excited to see what games are coming up. Um, we'll have more for you as we as we go. I'm excited. All right. Well, everybody have hey. a great day, and uh, God bless you. God bless, guys. See you.